0: Hello and welcome back to Battle Plan, a podcast focused on spiritual warfare. I'm Steve Hempel. Battle Plan is an ongoing discussion of how we put our faith into action in unique and effective ways. This usually involves prayer plus action of some type, thus the ministry name active-faith.org. My email is stevehempill1 at me.com. In our last episode, we talked about how faith and miracles are connected. Today, we're covering Paul's thorn in the flesh. This comes from 2 Corinthians 12, verse 7, NLT. It says, uh, Paul speaking here, he says, I have received such wonderful revelations from God. So, to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. What was Paul's thorn? You know, Galatians 6, verse 11 in the NLT says, and Paul's writing here, he said, notice what large letters I use as I write these closing words in my own handwriting. Is this an indication for bad eyesight being the thorn in the flesh? So I'm trying to use this passage to deduce that Paul's thorn was bad eyesight. I disagree, and I want us to look at this a little closer today so you'll understand why I disagree. First, consider, you know, why would God give Paul a thorn? Why would God give him something that would hinder or antagonize him or have a negative effect on his ministry? This verse might give us one clue. This is 2 Corinthians 12 verses 1 through 4 of the same chapter. I will reluctantly tell about visions and revelations from the Lord. I was caught up to the third heaven. He goes on to say, I was caught up to paradise and heard things so astounding they cannot be expressed in words, things no human is allowed to tell. So Paul saw the third heaven, paradise, and he couldn't share it, things no man is allowed to tell. Lord, oh, how I would love to see what Paul saw, and I know I will someday. Until then, Lord, help me to see it in my imagination, with my mind's eye, Help that to motivate me toward love and good works. Looking forward to that day when we will all be together in paradise in Jesus' name. Paul says he could have bragged about that experience. Verse 5 there says, uh, that experience is worth boasting about, but I'm not going to do it. Second Corinthians 12, verse 5. At first, I wondered if it could have been something similar to what Isaiah saw. Isaiah 6, 1 through 3 And the NLT says, it was the year King Uzziah died that I saw the Lord. He was sitting on a lofty throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Attending him were mighty seraphim, each having six wings. With two wings, they covered their faces. With two, they covered their feet. And with two, they flew. They were calling out to each other, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of heaven's armies. The whole earth is filled with his glory. No, it couldn't have been that, because that was allowed to be told about. We also know, because of 2 Corinthians 12, verse 7, that his revelation was from God. It wasn't bad pizza or a heartburn or something. He says, I have received such wonderful revelations from God. So there's no doubt as to the source. It is God. And the thorn had a purpose. In verse 7, it also says, Twice it says to keep me from becoming proud or conceited, he was given a thorn, so it prevented conceit. Now, interestingly enough, the Greek word for messenger here, a messenger from Satan to torment me, is usually translated angel. Angels are messengers, so you could actually, you could also translate it an angel from Satan to torment him, and and I would say that's a fallen angel or a demon, and it was to keep Paul. Humble. You know, humility is the opposite of conceit. Paul's thorn was to keep him humble. You know, conceit distracts you, humility helps you stay focused. This is why famous people sometimes think they're above the law. Are you going to give me a speeding ticket? Do you know who I am? Lord, you gave Paul a thorn to help keep him from becoming proud. Deliver me from pride. Forgive me for being so prideful in the past. I know you love Paul and forgave him for murdering Christians and allowed him to serve you by writing much of the New Testament. Thank you for forgiving me too, Lord. And please give me a kingdom assignment fit for my talents. Your will be done in my life in Jesus name. In verses eight and nine, he's talking about the thorn that he prayed for it to be taken away. In the NLT, it says three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me, but he said to me. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. In other words, I'm not going to take it away. Quit praying about it. So Paul prayed three times for God to take it away. And God didn't just say no. He said, stop it. Don't pray for that. Pick something else. You're wasting your breath. Lord, I pray that you'll be glorified in my weakness. I pray that your strength, which will get me through, will show everyone around me how great and wonderful your power is over all earthly problems and trials help me to honor you throughout the process in Jesus name. You know Daniel prayed 3 times a day for 21 days in Daniel 6 and Daniel 10 you can read about this and God never told him to stop. You know 3 times a day for 21 days that's 63 prayers. But he made Paul stop at only 3? Yes, because his thorn was necessary to keep him humble and focused and dependent on God's grace. And I believe that his thorn was demonic oppression. Look at it one more time. I have received such wonderful revelations from God. So to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from being proud. You know, we know now that it was a a demon that was his thorn in the flesh. How did that manifest? I don't know for sure. Maybe Paul's the only one who can see it, and it was really ugly. Maybe it was trying to distract him from the mission of preaching and converting people. Maybe he was busy reminding Paul of all the Christians he killed before he became one. I don't know, but it was a thorn in the flesh that tormented him on an ongoing basis, and it kept Paul from becoming full of pride, so it was worth it. So in light of today's thoughts, let me suggest part of your personal battle plan might be to consider the possibility that your suffering is God-ordained, and maybe it has a specific purpose in your life. You know, I have had diabetes for 45 years, and although people are praying for me to be healed, and I think I'll be healed someday, my diabetes has played a great role in my life. It's, It's taught me a level of discipline that has spilled over into my Bible study and ministry and many other areas of life. And so it's been a great blessing, even though it's also painful. Maybe you could pray like this. Lord, you know I'm suffering with blank. You fill in the blank. Please help me to learn obedience and faithfulness in spite of the suffering. Or please help me to learn what you want me to learn from this difficulty so it can be removed in Jesus' name. You can visit our website and make a donation at active-faith.org if you like. Thank you for your help in that arena. See you next time on Battle Plan. We're going to discuss, can bad attitude be changed by hidden scriptures? Interesting topic. We'll talk about it next time. And let me remind you to keep praying because prayer works. God loves you and I love you. Have a great day.